Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yes, we do. Uh, this is Mark and Sarah B- Talk About Songs, episode 121. That theme song was by Laura Barger and Jack Baldelli. And joining me, Sarah D. Bunting, today to talk about a song that he has brought to the table is my co-host, the inimitable Mark Blankenship. Well, howdy. I'm talking in my thick country voice today because I brought us a thick-ass country song. I can actually hear the hayseed sticking out of your mouth. That's that's a nice <laughs> bit of business there. I use that for picking corn kernels out of my teeth. <laughs> all two of them? Yeah, that's all I got left. That's Ew. all you need to bite into a soft apple. That's all you need to bite into a soft apple. All right, what uh, what soft apple are we biting into today? Today we are going to be discussing the song Foolish Pride by... 90s to early 2000s country star Travis Tritt. It is the most straightforward, radio-friendly, what you think of when you think of 90s country-style country song I have ever brought for us to discuss. Uh, The other day, uh, some of you might know if you follow Massis on Twitter, I was just in a mood to listen to some sad-ass country music and also had been thinking after our recording of the Carly Rae Jepsen episode about how country music is really the one place where men are allowed to describe straightforward, unironic emotion in their lives and the lives of other men. And those two things together, thinking about songs where men can be emotional and thinking about sad ass country songs brought me to this. So before we go any further, let's listen to a clip of Foolish Pride. And more than just a lover can provide So he wrestles with emotions that defeat him Chalk another love lost up to foolish pride I had to keep that clip running until we heard his at the end. Sarah, this is a song that is. Ha. I love this song because it is in a way illustrative of its entire genre. It has 
a nice melody. It has reasonably clever lyrics in terms of the way that it uses rhyme. I have always, for instance, enjoyed the internal rhyme of as in the ashes, passion slowly dies. I dig all that shit in country music. Travis Tris' voice is that classic drawled out, low singing country man voice. And there's just something about this type of country song, this unironic tear in your beer singing while lovers slow dance under the light of the jukebox that I just really get into. And I think it's because of the fact that I was raised in Tennessee. This is the type of song that I would have overtly stated that I hated in middle school, but now really like and yearn for in a certain way as country music has become more and more like uh, soft rock of the 80s. Um, I have no idea what you're going to think of it. This may be a six-minute episode for all I know, but I just wanted to bring this up because to me this is there is a time and a place in my heart for a song like this. Well, um, I don't get it. I just don't, uh, don't <laughs> judge it because sometimes a song just hits you um, on the right day and you sort of carry it around with you like for the rest of your life, uh, completely separate from its objective quality. Um, and I have had Steve Warner's tears in the or um, holes in the floor of heaven. Um, oh yeah! In like four different kinds of media, and that is some like d- dripping with Cracker Barrel cheese sauce garbage, <laughs> like manipulative <laughs> pull a nose hair bullshit. And I can never listen to just a little bit of it, and I'm always crying at the end. So I'm just saying, t- taste is a funny thing. Yes. But everything that you said about this being like the sort of most straightforward, mainstream, illustrative example of this genre is, I think, correct. But I think it illustrates everything about the genre and particularly 90s big hat stuff that I just don't like, that I think is um, pappy, um, as it were, like here's another problem i listened to this on youtube and whoever had posted it made a little video for it using stock photos and this is like the stock photo this is like man crying alone with salad of (laughs) country songs like the his pronunciation is like it's fine it's very like you know tobacco in the lower lip um thing going on but it it seemed affected sometimes to me the verse is a very by numbers melodic construction like if you sat down to write a parody of a country song this is basically the melody line that you would come up with um there's some weird like aggressive guitar things happening in the chorus that i don't care for and the like (laughs) the directness of it I think doesn't work for me because one of the things that I treasure about country music is the um, blackly humorous cleverness that is mm. in like 75% of the songs lyrically like the double, triple, quadruple 
entendres that they managed to do and the different levels that this is existing on, um, like this is just one level. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think your point about country music letting men have feelings um, and talk about, especially talking about the feelings of other men um, in a way that, you know, this is very rich narrative material that I think, you know, rock music can avoid um, or prefers to avoid for a much more reductive big dick energy storytelling sometimes not everyone but because as we've discussed before in country music lyrically there's often nowhere to hide yes um that you know you can in rock you could sort of like hide behind a wall of guitars and be singing things about like sands through the hourglass and nobody really knows what you're talking about and even you don't know what you're talking about right it's not necessary you can call your song in a gata devita and it will be a hit and that's fine yeah and oh god that song anyway <laughs> oh gotta that song um but this i'm I, I thought it was funny that the one line that i pulled out as being kind of first drafty was in the clip and uh it's like so he wrestles with emotions that defeat him like uh-huh like he wrestles with emotions that defeat him is the foundation sentence of <laughs> of all world literature, world music, world film, both fiction and non, like... uh World tweets. Yeah. Like, what what else you got? Like, we need some kind of metaphorical something. And I think he is like, well, but it's wrestling. Like, oh, Trav. Like, we're not... That's not a... (laughs) And then he hits a home run. No. (laughs) I mean... I I hesitate to like shit on it because I think you make such a good point about country music being like a you know safe therapeutic space for het dudes to be like I am sad and my relationship is not going well and I'm one of those guys who doesn't really have any friends outside of his family right and I'm frightened and, I'm and maybe this is death. the one genre and that allows me to have some sort of cathartic experience because I'm not going to get mocked in this song for crying or being upset. Yeah, and I'm absolutely not like I am not mocking what he's trying to express. I'm saying that I think this genre also has so many other examples of this being expressed for me both melodically and lyrically, just far more compellingly and touchingly. And I'm not doubting Travis Tritt's sincerity at all. But a lot of things are sincere that are also kind of bad. And this is where that's sort of falling for me. Like, it's just so... um, t- Like, template like well, I you know, just, I think they... I wish he just had like he just given it to like his songwriting partner. And I don't actually know who wrote the song. He wrote it. Like, he wrote it by himself. OK, Um. well, should get another set of eyes on it and come up with some like just go over it again and make it a little more opaque and symbolic and 
clever. And then I think actually that emotion feels more uh, relatable somehow because it's more what this genre does. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm making any Actually, sense. I think that you've demonstrated for me one of the many reasons why I love doing this podcast with you because I'm going to now respond with some points that you helped me articulate perhaps for the first time. Okay. Please, please prepare to be amazed, perhaps. <laughs> I am always, as we record, prepared to be amazed. <laughs> one thing I think you said so perfectly is he wrestles with emotions that defeat him is the baseline starting point for everything in the genre. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I have this image in my mind now of welcome to country music. You open a door and literally the floor of the house is he wrestles with emotions that defeat him. When you walk into any house before you've moved any of your furniture in, that is what's on the floor. Like, that's where we're all it, it's standing. It's like the cornerstone of the foundation on the, on the outside. It's just a box that's labeled emotions. Cold. Well, yeah, and I, I have this image of you just walk into a house and you've just stepped in and you, there's no furniture. There's just this floor and the empty walls and the windows and it's just an empty house. And the point is that great country songs know how to move shit in so that the contours and texture of the house feel so unique to the people living there that you think, ah, yes, this house is like every other house in the neighborhood, but this is the one I remember because it has the weird cuckoo clock and the wax severed hand sitting on the fireplace and the big bowl of uh, outdated high C fruit punch that's been, I don't know, like all of the things that make it itself. That's the one that we hated trick or treating it. Like they had the good candy, but they hadn't fixed the front walk since Carter was president and someone was always falling down and knocking out their front teeth. Like, okay. Right. For example, uh, the song that you brought in a few months ago or a year, time has no meaning. The I've got friends that do. Oh yes. I was, I was going to mention that. Well, that is that. So that's that's one that the inside of the the blank house it has been filled because again that's wrestling with emotions that defeat you. It's about I mean, your that judgment. House is the big house. So yes, <laughs> but like it is wrestling with emotions that defeat him. But it's like built up with this moralizing and this faux spirituality, and like that's a thing that we remember for whatever reason, you know, for for us for negative reasons. Or then you think about any song by Jason Isbell to think about someone else. Or Walker Hayes, I think, another one that we talked about recently. Mm-hmm. The Walker Hayes fills up his house with these poignant images of trying not to drink the last beer in the fridge. And there's a certain amount of raw, vulnerable surprise in, in the, what he builds there. And so, but meanwhile, Travis Tritt, stepped into the house, saw the bare floor, saw the bare walls, and thought, you know what? This is enough. I'm happy here. And there is in every genre, I would argue, although I couldn't articulate it for you right now, a baseline floor in every genre's house. I guess you could say that in female pop music, for instance, like the baseline floor, one of the two floors that you might find in female pop music is, I'm not going to let you bring me down. You know, like that's like a baseline of like all female pop songs of the last 15 years. And then it's like, are you just going to be generically assertive about your your worth or are you going to be since you've been gone? You know, sort of. So I am thinking now about the fact that if this is, in fact, the one of the male country floors, I am 
So that's so that I'm thinking about how that's true. Okay, part one. Part two, it's making me realize that perhaps we all, in terms of taste, as you were mentioning earlier, are predisposed to feel comfortable inside certain empty houses. I can walk into an emotions that defeat him house and feel pretty much at home, even if they don't have anything in there. So I, it really is making this metaphor has become quite tortured, perhaps. But what you were talking about is making me realize, like, this is just another but one of those how, genres. Think how far you got with that metaphor in three to five minutes. Yeah, thank and you. Think how little interest Travis Tritt had in metaphorizing anything about. But my these my. Lyrics. But my larger point being, it has made me realize, uh, perhaps yet again, I, perhaps have thought about this before, but. There are just certain genres, certain bare floors that I'm already going to like. And then there are other genres that actually have to, before I'm going to feel at home inside of a song, it's going to have to put some shit in. It's going to have to work harder. So for me, I am so immediately sympathetic to any country song about a man singing about the emotions of another man or about his own emotions that this song in its like unimpressive, uh, unoriginality kind of cool with me because like you said i heard it on the right day or whatever so this is i guess really a, the reason i brought this this song in at the end of the day was to serve testimony to a baseline genre that i like a baseline iteration of country music that i like so thank you sarah for bringing me to that place and thank you for reminding me that i had not uh listened to holes in the floor of heaven in probably six months and uh when we stop recording i'm gonna go do that One day child, eight years old, when grandma passed away, I was a broken hearted little boy blowing out that birthday cake. Y'all, Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship, aka me, and Sarah D. Bunting, and it's edited by Sarah D. Bunting as well. Do you want to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at TalkSongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mastus.podcast. To become a supporter and producer of this podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mastus, where you can get access to all kinds of cool bonus content and vote in our ranking episodes. Thanks for listening. Sometimes if you're lonely Just remember she can see There's holes in the floor of heaven And she's watching over you and me Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.